Coming to you from the Golden State, this is the Art for Everyone podcast. Bringing art back to the people, one episode at a time. And bringing you compelling guest interviews with inspirational artists. And now your hosts, professional artist and owner of Carini Arts, Michael Carini, and real estate guru, Vinny Enriquez. Hi, everyone. Uh, the Art for Everyone podcast, where we have an artist, his friends, and kind of like some stalker that just kind of listens and watches and try to figure out what's going on with these artists and their, their artist talk. Thank you guys for, for being here today. Michael, you want to talk about our first guest today? Yeah, so today we have Abriana Robinson joining us, who is the creator of our logo here on the podcast. So I've it's thrown me. her out a little bit, but I'm like, hey, we, we want to get her on. So, uh, Abriana, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm Abriana Robinson, my government name. Uh, and then as we were just talking about before playing, uh, people just call me Aubrey. Or online, which is Aubrey in blob form, which is Blobbery. So that's how you I call you Blobbery a lot when I'm actually talking about you, but I'm like, am I supposed yeah. to call her Blobbery in person? No, that's totally fine. Because if anything, <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. I'll, I'll have people either say Aubrey in public and I'll be like, okay, that's someone knows me personally. And then I'll hear people say Blobbery and then I'm like, oh, someone knows me online. Okay. And then that like kind of helps me. Um, I'll. Oh. So whatever. Uh, but um, I am a cartoonist. I am a teacher. I am a uh, graphic novelist, I guess, artist. Um, and then I do animations as well. Um, so like anything cartoony and like illustrative and silly, I love doing that kind of stuff. Uh, and right now I'm actually in the process of, for the first time, we'll see how uh, tough this is going to be, but right now I'm, I'm in the process of getting a uh, comic officially published. So I'm trying to find agents. Oh. Um, so that's a whole thing, but that's what I'm doing right now. Um, other than that, I'm also at Balboa Park and I'm doing a uh, cartoon yourself on the weekends, which is like caricatures, except I'm not making fun of people. I'm like drawing you as my cartoon style, uh, or as like the Simpsons anime, like Rick and Morty, like anything that exists. And it's totally fun. So how much does that cost the... usually? So that at the park, I just do pay what you want. And then um, I also want to do that on stream. I, I have been streaming where I'll just like stream like me doing artwork. But then on the side, it says like pay what you want and then I uh, will draw whatever you want. However, that works. I haven't figured it out, but I'm starting to. So I think that's a brilliant strategy, too, because I've found that sometimes when you do that, people actually pay more than if you were to list yes. price because they don't want to make you feel bad. But it's like, hey, you know, sometimes yep. just a little bit of money is better than not getting the opportunity. That's how I feel. Oh, like, yeah. I had to contact me this morning and they were like, well, how much is this piece? And I said, well, it's this much, but if you're working with a different budget, let me know because it's better for me to just kind of make it a win-win. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So is it before though that you start the work or is it after that you figure out the price? Me? Yeah. Like with them paying, do they, do, do, do they tell you ahead of time? Like, okay, I'm going to pay oh. you this until the end sometimes uh there are times where it's okay so i started doing the pay what you want uh cartoon yourself stuff in 2020 it was like november of 2020 so it was kind of slow but it wasn't dead uh and then it wasn't crazy until after the vaccine so probably like march of 2021 ish uh 
But because I've been doing it for a while, there are tells of certain people. So most of the time I won't know and that's fine. And like, I tell them like, like, cause I'll get a lot of people who will ask, well, how, like, what's the average today? And I'll be like, I have no idea. I don't look at it. Cause I don't, I just, at the end, I just tally up the total and then that's it. Um, but there are times where, uh, people will pay with cash. And then sometimes I know other times they'll just say like, oh, is 20 okay or something. So there are times where I know. And then there are times where I don't know. And then there are times where things are absolutely ridiculous. So it, it's kind of like, technically I can't complain because it is pay what you want. But there are times where I'm just like, humans, why? I literally had someone do the pay what you want literally where they said oh pay what you want i have some rocks and i'm oh. like that <laughs> no <laughs> like no if they were like children because sometimes kids will pay for their own things and then i'll be like okay that's fine that's cute like i've gotten like little trinkets and stuff um but this was like an adult and i watched them walk over and find some rocks and then they walked back and were like i have some rocks and i was like no you buffoon so, <laughs> wait is it but is this before before you're gonna paint or is it after it was before it was before so okay. that's fine uh and then there are other times where like i'll draw something and then they'll be like oh i just have a dollar and i'll be like it hurts but okay that's great so I mean, that's just the freelance life. You, there are times where a really good payment will happen, and then there are times where a really okay payment will happen. Uh, either way, I just look at it as resume material. So, like, no matter what job you get, it's resume material. So that's cool. Yeah, and if you're out there and you're just sitting there, some work is better than no work. And when yeah. people see someone sitting there and the work being done, it may kind of prompt more business. But uh, you, yeah, like with the rock thing it brings up the barter system and the barter system for artists can be absolutely fantastic. If it is mutually beneficial in terms of like the services. Cause I tell people all the time, like if it's a product or service that I would use, like when I go to the farmer's market, if somebody at the farmer's market and I visit them all the time says, Hey, you know, I want one of your paintings and I'll give you this value of our product. I am so inclined to barter with people. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Which, I mean, it's crazy that art itself is it's like it's it's acceptable to barter with art as crazy as that is um anything that's like a freelance work it's it's very like normal to be like changing the price for something if something's sold at a store then it's kind of like okay that's the set price but if you're a freelancer then it's like well i can do 30 and then you know normally it's 50 or i could do this and so it's it's weird but i guess that's a whole other <laughs> conversation for that type of thing so one of the things that i try to do with that like today when i'm working deals with people one of the things that i'll do is i'll be like okay well you know i'll go from this price and i'll come down 20 percent. but would you consider leaving me review on google and on facebook or sharing it in a post Ooh. do you ever do anything like that where you try to kind of incentivize or prompt them to share your stuff because you are out in public and so that visibility or the word of mouth can be so tremendously beneficial huh I feel like that is businessman talk and I am not a businessman. <laughs> so I don't do any of that kind of stuff. You are, um, you do good business. I'm not, I'm, I know. I wish, I wish, I wish I took a business class. I wish I knew something about business and marketing. Uh, I'm just kind of like winging it. 
And if it works, well, it works. I remember I found you because I run through Babylon Park all the time. And yeah. I told you, I'm like, hey, I want you to do our logo. And you actually tried to talk me out of doing our logo. <laughs> I did, because I was like, it's not going to look good. Even now I look at it and I'm like, it doesn't look good. But that's also just the life of an artist you know what i mean i love it is um, i but i know i know that feeling of like the criticism of your own work and the more that you see it oh, yeah. the more you're like, well i see what that could be or what i could have done as opposed to what it is oh yeah definitely that is the life but uh that's actually a huge thing with um working at the park is uh because i've been doing it for a couple years um first of all i talk to so many people from all over the place because a lot of people are visiting um and i've gotten okay it's nuts it's nuts it is absolutely nuts so where do i start uh i met first of all you i have met like best friends in my entire life from just working at the park i have um made many jobs from working at the park i have met so many people from working at the park like it is it's great just sitting there and putting yourself out there and having people see you all the time um it, it does a lot for you like i have uh i do illustrations for some old guy's book uh and so like that's cool that's a resume material i have that on my website and then uh there was someone who was doing it was just some guy who was standing there with a little like a little clipboard and he was doing a self-defense class and it was funny because my mom and i were just talking about doing self-defense so i was talking to the guy I signed up. My mom then said, never mind, I don't want to do it, but you can do it with your sister. And I said, cool. Ended up having a class with that guy for a while. And then uh, when my boyfriend finally moved here, he came and joined the classes. And then the guy was like, hey, I like your your boyfriend. He's cool. And then we all started hanging up, hanging out. And then uh, the self-defense guy has a wife. And now we're all just really super best friends. And we hang out all the time. And that's super nice. Uh, and then another guy asked me to do it was really boring but another guy asked me to do some sort of like accurate i don't know he was making an invention and he wanted someone to draw like the pieces of everything so it's like that's a job that i got on top of it obviously i met you um there is the comic artists of san diego like group as well um and they will show up and they go to a uh, Babel park and they meet a bunch of people there are times where i'll be out in public and people will be like hey you're the person from the park and i'm like cool there are times where i'm out in public and people will be like hey i know you from tiktok and i'm like cool so it's it's weird there like even recently last weekend uh when i was there there were people who were like i was here years ago and you're still here that's so cool let's get another drawing and i'm like okay so it's it is nuts i know being an artist it's like there are so many percentages on how to quote-unquote succeed and one of them is putting yourself out there and another one is who you know so it's crazy how much i guess like i've changed and how much opportunity i've had just by sitting outside in the park for like 18 hours a day <laughs> for three days a week so that's pretty cool i'm sure yeah. you probably relate i mean yeah even if you're an introvert when you do these types of things, it creates this sociability. And I think that you created or, yeah. or found a great place to be because Balboa Park is so beautiful. It's so well trafficked. There's always stuff going on there. And as a comic and caricature artist, you're right by the Comic-Con Museum too. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I feel like you really kind of picked up on a good thing, but I want to talk about, cause uh, I just learned this past year, what the term busker means. Now, are you technically a yes. busker? Okay. Yes. And can you tell us like what the definition of a busker is? Yes. Yeah, so I can do it. Um, I figured it out. Is that a vendor is someone who is um, a vendor is someone who is selling something that has a price. So if you go to a farmer's market, for example, and someone has like jars of jelly or they have honey or they have clothing or whatever it is, and it is a already made thing that they are selling with a set price, that's a vendor. You are basically like a, a walking store. A busker is somebody who just performs with hopes that they get tips. But the thing that they are doing okay. is technically already free. So if you're walking through the park and you're listening to someone playing music, you're getting that music for free and it's up to you to pay uh, a tip. So it's technically the difference is like one has set price and they're from a store and the other one is you don't really have a set price. It's just like yeah. by tip. Can, can you guys uh, uh, enunciate there? Are you saying a buster? Like, busker. Yeah, busker with a K-E-R. Oh, bus! I was yes. like a buster. I mean, like, like. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? You uh, can call it that too. There's a, a song a long time ago. She's a he's a buster or something like that. I don't know. Not the same thing. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I was like, like what? Oh, okay. But I yeah. didn't know that term until this past year because my roommate helps manage some of the farmers markets. Yep. She kept coming home and talking about the buskers, and I'm like, it's a busker. I had never heard that term before, even though it's something that I encountered. And I mean, I've myself have done music festivals and things like that where I have been performing for free. Yeah. But basically had a, a tip jar out for people yeah. to leave tips. Now, I have to say, I have done several events where I have live painted. I have live painted some, painted some big things. I don't think that I ever got more than like $2 in tips. So I like, as I would be a terrible busker. Like I've been doing something wrong because I was not getting any money. Like I would be starving. I think well, it also I depends on where you're doing it. Like, are you doing it all day? Are you doing it for 20 minutes? Are you doing it uh, at a place where people are? Are you doing it on the weekday versus the weekend? So that's a whole other thing, too. I mean, in my case, it was for like a multi-day music festival with a big bucket out that says oh. like, hey, uh, I'm an artist, support local artists. You know, this is how I make my living. It had my Venmo mm. on it, my PayPal on it. And I'd be doing like a big mural, something like that, encouraging people to take pictures, encouraging people to talk to me. So I'm like, ah. in theory, I feel like I should be at least getting some burrito money here. Maybe you just sucked. No, just kidding. Just I know. Seriously, <laughs> no, it really does depend on the, the people. Uh, people are just weird. Like they just see stuff and they say, oh, this is for free. And then they're like, cool. And then they don't think anything of it. Other times it's where your bucket was was it visible other times there's it's... a psychology to it to what works in like because there are certain yes. things that stimulate people to be like oh i should pay for this versus oh okay that's a thing i'm going to keep walking yeah i i don't know that's a it's a whole other thing and right now actually uh i don't know what it is it could just be a san diego thing i don't know um but it's actually been getting like working at the park right now i every day i'm coming home like uh, i don't know i don't think i can do this anymore type of thing like it's really fun i love working out there i love that my office is outside and i'm talking to all these people and i'm drawing cartoons and i'm making people like happy and stuff like that uh but i don't know i think people are 
maybe they're back at work. So not that many people are visiting. Uh, it could be the economy. It could be not many people uh, have money for tips. Maybe people aren't uh, paying attention. I have no idea. It, it was super, super busy and it was doing really well for a few years. But towards the end of 2023, like it was getting like, I was just making minimum wage at that point, which is like, that's still cool. Uh, so it's weird to complain about it. Um, but it's also like, well, then I could just be getting a job somewhere. You know what I mean? So, so you do a permit. You don't need a permit for Balboa Park. Hmm. That's a whole thing. Um, hopefully. As a busker. So, but I think if you were selling, yeah. if you were actually selling like a finished product, yeah. like a vendor, you would, wouldn't you? Is that kind of the... Yeah, they, as of right now, it changes all the time. Um, but as of right now, you can only be a performer, a show act, religious, or um, a musician. So I'm technically a performer because I'm making the art right before your very eyes type of thing. Same with the people who do henna, like they're uh, making the henna like right in front of you. What happened recently was that there were people who were selling jewelry. And for a while they said, okay, you can sell jewelry as long as you're making the jewelry, like while you're sitting there type of thing. Uh, but what happened was, and I don't want this me spreading rumors and I'm not spreading rumors because I'm just saying the facts. Uh, but people were buying things from Amazon and then saying that they handmade it. So uh -huh. then that became a, a tricky thing where it's like, technically it's handmade. How do we tell if they actually made it or if they didn't make it and they couldn't figure it out. So now they just kicked out everybody who makes jewelry, which is lame. Cause it was like, you, what? If you're a jewelry maker, whatever the term is for that, I'm sure there are specific tools and phrases that you can just ask the person and know if they actually made it or not. Uh, but I guess it's just easier for them to just kick everybody out. Um, that was the most recent one. And then uh, there are actually numbers on the ground right now around Bubble Park. Uh, so like that's the only places that you can set up. However, like I said, it changes. So in probably one month, everyone would just start setting up wherever they want. Jewelry people start coming back. So it's, I don't know, it, it's every single few I, know, I guess like every like three months to six months things start changing again um which is like fine on some aspects and then other aspects it gets really annoying because then you get people who abuse it really so well and they'll just come out and they'll just fine you too won't they like an ordinance could have changed like overnight you don't know about it and they're like oh by the yeah. way here you go here's yeah. a fine yeah uh someone that i know he was a, a caricature or is a caricature artist and he was set up in a specific spot. Rangers came by and said, you can't set up here because it's you're like blocking something. And he wouldn't move. So he got a citation, which I think was like $600 or something. Uh, he tried to fight it, didn't work. And then the weekend after, someone was sitting there. And the Rangers came by and just waved at that person. And the person just sat there. And then it wasn't an issue. So <laughs> Rangers, that's I guess. the life. That's the busker life. So, <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. So, so I could, in theory, come out and I could, like, live paint out there, like, do a piece maybe, uh, but not to, like, bring out finished pieces with price tags on them. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah, because there are artists that do that there. They will be, like, they'll have their pieces around them, and then they'll be working on a piece while they're sitting there, too. And they don't have prices on them, because I don't think you're supposed to. Uh, but you could just say, like, yeah, this is this much, and then they could buy it or not. 
It's kind of so, just like finessing the system then. It's like you just got to finagle and work around the rules and the semantics of it. It's like, so I could in theory yeah. have pieces there people could buy, but I just need to at least be actively fulfilling the obligations of a busker and that I'm in the process of making something else there. Yeah, you could do it. You could do it. I may Why have to. It? I may have Why to. Do you I don't want to take business away from you though. Like I don't want to, if anything, I would want to like work oh. off of you and like so that we help each other. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's up to you because I am not a competitive person. I know I know that probably sounds like a lie, but it's not. Like there are other no, cartoonists around. I'm fine with everybody else doing the same thing. Uh they though, there are some other guys they get annoyed with the competition. Me, I'm just like, hey, we're all doing the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. Just don't be a jerk. Don't abuse it. Like, can we just be kind? You know what I mean? It's it kindness is really hard to find nowadays not even just in the art world but just everywhere uh and there was a day where there was another artist uh someone i've never seen before and they were trying to this is like a year ago and they were trying to find a place to set up and i was like oh do you want me to move my tent over so i like moved it over and then uh she was like moving her stuff out and i said oh do you need help with that and then she just looked at me and she was like you're new here i can tell and i was like <laughs> Okay, sorry for being kind. That's weird now. What? So that's that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, so that's why the comic that I'm working on right now um, that I'm hoping to get published is going to be about all of the beautiful strangers and weirdos and friends and everything else that I have met at the park and all the situations that have happened and like the rangers and everything because my gosh, there is enough for a book. So I want to make a book about it. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, Aubrey, have you, do you watch um, uh, the Disney Channel? Uh, I've seen Gravity Falls. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only reason I, I, I said, because you're so animated. Like, I, I, remember, oh. I remember there was like a thing like in your face and that kind of stuff. And like, I remember seeing, what was it? Back in the day, they were talking about like a lot of like the, um, and I don't know if it's just Disney or something like that, but a lot of, it's a facial reactions, a lot of hand movements, kind of the gestures, that kind of stuff. I and I was like, I wonder if the subconscious, yeah. if it's there or if it's just because you're I always just, drawing, so your hands are always moving or. Yeah, I, don't, I just do that. I just do. You're not the first person to even say anything about that because I'll have like my whole life. I'll be talking and doing stuff. And then you get that like guy on the side who would be like watching me and I'm like copying the same movements. And I'm like, I don't it just it just feels right. It just feels good. You gotta, you gotta use your whole body, I guess. Also, it's kind of funny in a way too to kind of emphasize what I'm talking about by like putting my whole body into it. You know what I mean? So. What do I mean? I'm, there's a sub, there's a subconscious thing that happens because I, I know there's stuff for myself, and I, I sometimes you watch people, yep. and you're kind of just like, okay, they, there's something that they're doing right there. There's a reason behind it. You know, it's a twick, twitch, or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, man, I took a, a communications class in high school, which at the time I was like, what the heck is that? I know how to speak. Uh, but then when I went to the class, it was about that. It was about talking in front of people. It was about um, not saying um or uh while you're speaking. It was about remembering things. We had to go in front of the classroom, I think every week, and then say something that we were given. And you had to do it without saying um. You had to do it without looking away. You had to do it without using your hands. And that was so difficult. I said, um, all the time. I used my hands all the time. Uh, so every time I do it and people bring it up, I just immediately, I go back to that classroom because 
it was so difficult. And I was in theater class at the same time. So how am I, huh? How am I supposed to go to theater class and be super expressive and take a class where they're like, hey, don't be expressive at the same time? Too, it's too tough. That's too. I tough don't trust an artist that stands stiff and doesn't move their hands and arms. I mean, I do it because I'm an artist, but I also do it because I'm Italian. But I have so many conversations <laughs> okay. with people where I can tell that they are not following the conversation. They are following my arms. <laughs> but uh, I think with me, like, it's like my movements almost mirror or mimic my paintings of sorts. But it's like, I am my art and my art is me. So, you know. That's kind of cool, actually. Whoa. I don't think you move your hands that much. Are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) Okay. Anyone listening and watching this, go back to the YouTube channel and watch the last 10 episodes or the 10 episodes we have before this. Well, to be fair. Count. To be fair. Okay, go for it. We can only see half his body. But yeah, but look at you. Look at you. Now, if someone's watching right here, they can see your body. They they saw your hands probably at least thirty times in this twenty four minutes. I've seen Michael's hands probably twice, maybe three times. Maybe he's doing a counter. I think you're not paying attention. I think if you went back, you'd be yeah. like, "Holy shit!" We we need a <laughs> counter here. I'm gonna call it out. Hey, okay, okay, question. Okay, now, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Okay, uh, this is gonna be a deep topic for both of you guys. If both you guys were doing the the drawings, right? And you say, okay, pay what you feel comfortable. Do you think as a man, as a, uh, compared to a woman, right? If it was just you two, would they give more for the woman or more for the man? Go ahead. Answer the question, Michael. I personally, like, I think it comes down to the individual. Like I wouldn't think as an artist that one would deserve more or that one would earn more, but then I had to step my, self out of myself and into the, I think that there are people out there that might be inclined to give more to one versus the other. I, so, so here's the thing though, it like goes back to OnlyFans and me being on OnlyFans. I don't do as well. And I was having this conversation the other day as some of the attractive women on there. I think that there are guys that would be inclined to just open up the wallet and give money to a woman. Whereas I think there are certain women that might be more inclined to give money to me for, you know, different mm. reasons. So I think that there's a lot of variables involved there. But uh, that's a good question because I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, I would say my answer, which is, uh, first of all, to you, do I answer your, do I go off to what you were saying? No, I'm going to, I'm going to say my thing. Anyway, I'm going to answer your question, Vinny. So, I think so. That is going to be my short answer. My long answer is, uh, like I said, there. when I was working at the park, there are people who are very competitive. And there was a guy there. I don't even know what his name was, but he was another uh, caricature artist. I don't think he's there anymore. And when I started, he... This goes into not only just, like, being some being like a busker, but also just, like, being a woman, I guess. And... A part of me is like, don't talk about this. And then a part of me is like, why not? So, yeah, there's been many times where I was treated differently just because I'm a woman. And then there were times where people will pay me more or pay me less, depending on it. Uh, But I will say that there are definitely a lot of guys. And I get talked to by a lot of guys. And I'm not stupid. I know when they're just talking and being nice. And I know when they are not. Uh, Because I've been doing it for so long and I've 
There've been a lot. Well, of what did you think when I first approached you? Did you think I was full of shit, or that I was really an artist, or did you think I was just okay. approaching you to talk to you? <laughs> so, you walked up to me, shirt off. Oh, that's how I run. What do you want? I'm some clothes. Yeah, yeah. Shirt off, muscles on, and you were like, "Wow, you're another artist. I'm a guy with a podcast. I've there have been a lot of guys like that." So then I'm like, "What? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you even noticed, but there was part of me that was like." Where's this conversation going to go? And then I realized you were absolutely genuine. And then I looked at your stuff and I was like, okay, cool. So you, I have no issue with, but there are people where I'm just like, ah! so yeah. That's his pickup the... line though. I mean, that's his pickup line. Oh, Hey, my shirt's off. I have a podcast. Can we talk more about yeah. it? It's no, my... I don't... Oh, Michael. I don't date at all. anymore. <laughs> I don't do relationships. My only relationship is with my art. Like, and oh, yeah. it is so liberating. Like I was talking to a girl at the gym today. And it was just like very just me just trying to be a nice person. Like I hold the door for people, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of times people are, are thinking like, oh, he's, he's trying to hit on me. I'm not trying to hit on anybody. Like I don't want anything. Yeah. I just want to be like, hi, like, but I don't think people can believe yeah. that from me a lot of times. It's, it's very tough. You have to be self-aware. Uh, and you know, that not. first of all, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you knowing that first of all, is like kind of cool. Um, uh, but I, I don't know you entirely. So I have no idea. But, ha, full circle, coming back to what I was going to say before, but you doing the OnlyFans thing, because uh, you said, well, I don't know if women would pay for, you know, stuff I'm doing, so why not make stuff for men, or mm. people who are gay or something? You, That's the thing, is like, you might be thinking, oh, I'm making art for this type of uh, group of people. Like, there are times where I'm like, oh, this is totally for kids. I've made comics where I'm like, that's totally for kids, uh, but the teenagers love it. Or the opposite, where I make stuff for teenagers and the kids love it. So, no, and you're right. And that is half my audience. Yeah. Like on OnlyFans, it is half guys, half women. Uh, and I actually yeah. had one guy message me because he said, uh, you know, I'm not able to see your content for some reason. Did you maybe block me because I'm a guy and you felt uncomfortable? And I said, no, not at all. I very much appreciate my male audience just as much as my female audience. I said, it's probably just a glitch. I really appreciate you reaching out. Let me send nice. you some stickers for like the trouble. But no, I very much, and I, I recognize where I live. Like I know that I run yeah. through Hillcrest and like I notice, you know, when there's almost a traffic accident because people are looking at me crossing the street and I see who it is, you know, like it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You know, I pay attention to these things. <laughs> okay then perfect so then uh that helps with um i guess like demographic that's the right word is um yeah. it helps with that where you're like okay what can i like what is gathering the most people what are people uh uh liking the most type of thing i've noticed yeah. that on my instagram i'll be posting stuff that i'm like this is the best oh, i want it everywhere everyone should see it and it gets like it's okay and then there are times where i'll just draw something where i'm kind of like oh whatever i'll post it and then it gets like a thousand and i'm like why? Why does this? Okay, I guess people like this. I guess, or maybe it was just luck. I have no idea. So that's a whole other thing where uh, freelance artists, but you're also social media artist, is trying to work with that type of thing. Uh, and OnlyFans, I think, counts as social media. I think. No, it absolutely does. And I actually had a meeting with OnlyFans headquarters last week because I reached out and said, "Hey, I think that we can work together, and I can find ways to promote you because I'm nice. totally with breaking the rules." And I'm fine with people judging me and I'm so happy to push you and we can find ways to change the stigma because it's like, yeah, you can yeah. be on there and you can do sex work. And I pass no judgment on sex workers yeah. because I work with several. We're going to have one on the podcast next week to talk about erotic art. But nice. for me, 
I'm kind of trying to find the right balance because I think that what happened is when I initially signed up, some people were thinking that it was going to be like a hardcore porn where I was kind of trying to find more of a balance of art and creativity, but yeah. expressive and marketing the physicality that I'm not really able to show. So I'm kind of just like trying to find my place right now. And I think that's caused some kind of confusion with the audience. Like the audience is up in the air because they're not really sure where I'm going to go with it. And I don't know that I'm sure where I'm going to go with it yet either. But no, I mean, OnlyFans is absolutely social media. And you're so right about like, I finish things and I'm like, oh, this is my quality work. People are going to respond yep. to this. And that's the thing that is just fucking crickets. But yeah, when I do things that I'm just like, this is absolute bullshit. And people latch onto it. So what I found lately is like with me making the funny faces and stuff or me doing things like, what's the secret to selling art? I have no fucking clue. Like me just doing like comedic things in audios that people can use. And I'm yep. like, okay. Like I thought people were going to maybe be upset with the language and stuff. And not that I particularly care, but it's like, I don't want to alienate, you know, the people that are supporting me, but I'm finding that people are actually responding that. So I might kind of lean yeah. into that a little bit too, because it really is just me being me and feeling liberated. But, and I think people can tell when you're kind of forcing things and when you're not being genuine. And so maybe that's just what people are looking for now in the social media world is people that are actually being genuine as opposed to this polished bullshit of influencers. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's good that you say that um, there's, it's tough too, because it's social media. So you are, everything you post is technically going to everyone or anyone. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's because of that, there is this, because um, I've noticed it in my students as well, is that a lot of people think you have to post something that's perfect. And uh, which I've done that as well. There are times where I'll post something and I'm like, it didn't get 12 likes. I got to get rid of it. Uh, and then I have other people being like, stop deleting things. Like, it's fine. Just leave it up there. So right now I'm like, even as I'm working on stuff right now, and it's really tough, it's going to take a while, is doing stuff for yourself. That's very, very, very hard to do, especially nowadays, when everything you do and everything you post has the hopes of it being popular. And it has the hopes yeah. of you getting followers. And it has the hopes of you getting popular and having followers. And then you get money. And then there's the hopes of... So it's really, really tough because nowadays i think a lot of people are starting to lose that hey art is just it could just be fun it could yeah. just be for you like you don't have to have followers you don't have to uh like if you do cool that's a bonus if you make money cool that's a bonus um but you can also just do it because you want to you can do it so that you can try it's tough because so here's um here's a thing that i say all the time and Vinny, you're not an artist right no. Okay, but you are a businessman, right? So when it comes to, I mean, art is a business as well. Every artist is their own uh, business person. Um, but everything you do, especially with anything creative, like writing, poetry, songwriting, um, like painting, anything visual with like cameras, filming, artwork, anything, anything creative at all. That is a part of you. It is literally a part of you. You are yeah. taking your brain and you're using your hands or your feet or your body or whatever, and you are making something exist. It does. It's, it exists to you if it's in your head, but when you actually put it down, then it actually exists. So you're making something that is you. 
And if you are uncomfortable and if you are not confident, that's going to reflect in your work. To you, it's going to reflect. You're going to look at it like even now when I was talking about the the logo where I was like, oh, it's not good. I don't like it. It's like that's my confidence shining through because that's me. Like I'm looking at me right there. But So when it goes to like posting on – oh, wait. What what were you going to say? No, I'm not saying you're giving yourself an out though. Right. If, if I'm saying, right, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Right. And I mean, if, if I say, okay, this, I'm, I draw this logo, let's say I do the logo. Right. Yeah. And I'm saying, okay, oh my gosh, I like it, but there's this aspect of it. Right. Yeah. But if compared to me saying, oh my gosh, I love it. This, this is perfection right here. Right. Yeah. Now, if someone says that this logo is shitty, right? Yeah. You, the first avenue of it, I go, okay, yeah, that was that part of me. Maybe I could have done little things different. It would have been perfect. But if I said it was perfect and someone said it's shitty, it's going to hurt me even more because now I'm yep. like, this is my, yeah. oh, this is my top. Yeah. Well, and it, I didn't help you in that because what I told you in terms of direction, because I had full faith that it would be exactly what it needed to be. And so I just said, yeah. you do you. I said, just maybe if you want to do like the paint hub shirt, because like, that's my thing, maybe a little brush, yeah. maybe Vinny with the balloon. But I was mm-hmm. like, you just do you. Cause you were like, well, my boyfriend does logos. You know, maybe he's better for this. And I said, no, I've seen you at the park. I trust you. I feel that you could encapsulate exactly what we're looking for. And so for me, what you came up with was perfect, but that yeah. can be difficult too. Sometimes when we are given that freedom and not a lot of direction, but I think yeah. that you also hit on another thing where I think it's really cool when I see a great artist and they post some work that is what they consider their okay work. Because to ever create a masterpiece, you have to make a lot of work that is not a masterpiece. And so I think that it's really important to allow yourself or to initiate creating the okay work. Because the sooner you start creating the okay work and the uh, work, the sooner you can get to the good work and the great work. So many people never get started because they're so afraid of not starting off at the great, but the sooner you yes. get started with the other stuff, the sooner you can work your way up there. Yes, and that's a that's a huge thing. I say that to my students as well. Where, um, I mean, nowadays we have we have kids that have iPads and they have the all the programs and they have everything. And a lot of my students were like, maybe under the age of fifteen, like so young, they they will be using a tablet. Cool, that's fine. That's a whole other way of making art, but. A lot of them are like, well, tablet's easier because if I make a mistake, I can just delete it. And I'm like, wow, great. Now you don't see your mistakes and you don't learn from them. That's not life. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it's important. <laughs> you can do both. You well, can do both. Do it in permanent marker. Is it, I mean, okay, maybe it's not in the, the art art thing, right? But I see stuff on like Instagram and like TikTok and that kind of stuff where it's like these 20 year olds, young 20 year olds saying, Oh, I made $2 billion in basically flipping homes. I'm the greatest, blah, blah. And people try to follow this quote unquote fake person, right? But they go, yeah. Oh my gosh, this person I want be, right? And so you see a lot of that in, in that space or even the real estate space. I, I mean, I, I see people yeah. that post, I go, That's such bullshit what they're talking about. That's not really is, right? No, and I see so- artists. Artists do that too. There's pages, oh, okay. young artists, and they're like, let me show you how to make seven figures off of selling your art. And it's a yep. load of fucking bullshit because what yep. works for one person is not going to work for another. And guess what? Yep. If you found this winning formula and you share it with everybody, guess what? It's no longer the winning formula. So it's just clickbait because there may be some good things in there for you to funnel into kind of your repertoire. 
but it's a load of fucking bullshit. I will guarantee you. And let me save you the money right now. Drop me three bucks so I can get a fucking burrito. And there yeah. you go. I saved you some money and you can help me out and we'll help each other. So, so the honesty avenue, right? Of, of, and I totally agree. I think you got to be honest. You got to be real. You got to show your, your imperfections, right? Because I lean more towards someone that shows the imperfection that's doing something great, but shows the imperfections, right? Yeah. But there is a demographic, again, see it in the real estate space, that yeah. want to actually be with that perfection. I, and I, I, I wonder if it's more so those people that want to be with the perfection haven't really earned it yet. Or something like that, because there isn't going to be a demographic you're going to lose if you're showing your imperfections relative to a demographic you're going to lose yeah. if you just show basically your perfections, if that makes sense. Vinny, I want you to do yeah. some videos of homes where you show all the imperfections of homes. Like, you know, the view here is kind of shit and it shows like, you know, somebody like. Oh, I, I, I've, yeah. I've done that stuff. But no, I, like I've seen this stuff where it's like. Because I, I can look at everyone's numbers for a realtor, right? On the thing, and they'll post. They go, "Oh my gosh, I sold this many, this blah blah." blah. And I look it up because just you know, sometimes I get bored. And I look it up and I go, "No, they haven't. They sold one deal. Like, what are you talking about?" But it's like people yep. eat it, hook, line, and sinker. And it's kind of it's that balancing act because I know there's people that that want that, right? Compared to yeah. the people that want the real. Well, yeah. I had somebody comment on one of my posts the other day, and I wasn't even posting anything negative. It was just like one of my joke posts. And they commented something like, oh, I thought that you were having gallery shows and that you were successful right now. Like they were asking a genuine question like they thought that I was giving the impression that I'm failing. And the art world is a funny thing because success means different things and it doesn't always mean monetary success. Like you can have shows as an yeah. artist, you could have licensing deals, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that money's coming in and there's overhead, there's a lot of mm -hmm. variables. Maybe you have a lot of expenses for shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't even at a point where I was saying or complaining about anything. It was just me kind of making jokes about like, you know, what's the secret to selling art? I don't, I have no fucking, like, so it was me just kind of doing parody and having fun with the situation. Cause the other thing is, is so much of my art comes from a dark place, comes from pain, comes from trauma. And so the way for me to manage that, and I, and I think that this happens a lot of times with caricatures and cartoons, is we take that difficult stuff and then we add a little parody. We kind of like bring some levity to it so that it's more palatable and it's fun because, you know, I don't want to be in that dark place all the time. Sometimes I want to make a joke and sometimes making a joke about things and making light of it and sharing the experiences of the troubles to get here, the journey is kind of... I think but your persona is it's like a stew, right? You're not basically doing all the, the negative and you're not doing all the positive. You're basically giving a little bit of both. And people that might go, oh, you're always showing negative stuff. They're not looking at the full stew. They're just looking at yeah. a piece of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it makes me ask the question like, oh, crap, am I kind of maybe getting to a point where I'm projecting myself? as a negative person or doing so too much or like i've even had certain conversations with some of my galleries that are more on the professional side in the sense of how they like to present themselves and so they may not like that i wear shirts that say paint hub or please buy my art i'm not built for only fans or that i do things that are joking or maybe my agency mm -hmm. doesn't like that i'm working with only fans but maybe they don't know what i'm doing with only fans you know people yeah. are always the judge but again it, it kind of comes back to the to the very good point that I think that both of you have made is that you know people are going to kind of view things from their own limited perspective and they're only going to get a, a snapshot of things and so ultimately we kind of have to be true to ourselves yeah that's a that's where I was talking about for the the confidence thing is that um like your artwork will change depending on how you feel so like if you're working at an office or if you're working at food service or something like that 
the food will still come out the same and the paperwork that you need to fill out will still be like finished. Uh, but artwork, it will fluctuate depending on how you feel. And that is, I think that's the hardest part. A lot of people, like what you were saying before, is that they start out and they're like, I'm not the best already. Guess I suck. And then they just never do it again. Um, I, I always say it's good to try everything. Um, and then the other thing, too, that you were saying before, Vinny, where you, uh, people, there are a lot of fake people online. That's very true. It's, and it's it's very good that you looked up that thing because a lot of people don't look stuff up. They just hear someone say it and then they think, okay, that's that's true then. Okay, like trees are blue now, I guess. Well, and they just don't look it up. Yeah, um, then they feel bad the rest of the day but, feeling like they're inferior, I, like not enough. Yeah. I used to use yeah. it in my in my one of my consults. I, I've used it for ever, but I used to go, I go, <clears throat> it's crazy how people do more research on the phone they're going to buy compared to the realtor yeah. they're going to use. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um with uh with that i like watching uh and like listening to those videos on uh youtube and uh i guess mostly youtube of other artists being like oh here's the day in the life of an artist those are really fun uh, especially if it just shows like a person working on stuff while i'm working on stuff that helps however there are some actually every single one of them that i have watched so far is that they'll just drop a just, just drop a little pinch of something that makes me go hmm, wait hold on a second because a lot of them will be like it's really hard to be an artist i understand like there's always a catch and they're like it's hard to be an artist but like here's what i did is that i just quit my job and i worked hard and now i make six figures and you're like cool how'd you do that and then they go through and i've listened to one where someone will be like so yeah, it's, it's so fun to be like a freelance artist. And, you know, I had to work for my parents' business and then that's how I made my, now, oh, there it is. There it is. Your family has a business. There it is. There it is. And then there's another one where someone said like, well, originally I was going to school that wasn't art and then I quit and then now I do art and it was really tough. And the school I went to was Brown and, and I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and then other people, like it, I was in a meeting yesterday with, um, very successful artists I'm not gonna say their names and uh they were like working for disney and whatever and i was like how'd they get there what and then they're like yeah so we grew up in california and we went to cal arts and i was like oh there it is there it is <laughs> so a lot of it like a lot of people who succeed there's always a tiny catch and i'm sure that there are actual people out there who have genuinely made it just by making it whether it was working hard whether it was meeting someone i'm sure it happens but that's why it's a cautionary tale not to believe everything because there's always something. I mean, even with you, Michael, even with you, Vinny, even with me, there's probably something that people will see from us and be like, oh, well, you got money from this. So and it's just like, first of all, you can never win. And also you can never lose. So you just do whatever you want. Uh, just try it. I always say just anything that you want to do, just try it. If well you fail, then you know that you failed. If it worked out, then it works out. But it's better than just sitting and being like, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? Like, just do it. Then well, you don't have to spend the rest of your life being like, what if I did it? Like, just do it. <laughs> I think that's the key right there. Just do it, right? And and also, too, the opportunities, right? We've all, yep. I mean, everyone. I mean, there's an opportunity that's popped up for us. And it's on yeah. us if we're going to actually seize that moment, mm -hmm. right? So the opportunity yeah. of, hey, I came across this great artist. They're willing to teach me or they're willing to help me out. 
do I want to do it? Or this, oh, they're going to teach me their business model. They, you know, I mean, we're going to have a cup of coffee. Am I actually going to do it? Right. I mean, like, yeah, there's opportunities around us. No matter are you going to actually take advantage of it and do it? Yeah. When you got my YouTube page, which is just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm going through all the stuff right now, and I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. But sometimes I have no fucking clue. Even though I have success at times, there's times yeah. when I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, yeah, am I going to be still able to doing it? Yeah. But you're yeah. still doing it and you have a podcast. And even if the podcast like doesn't work like 10 years from now, at least you did it. Then you can say like, oh, yeah, I did try that back then. It didn't work. But now I'm on to the new thing. And that's where I'm at right now is the park where it's like it was working and now I don't get paid very much. So now you just you go on to the next thing. We, we haven't talked about it for a while, Michael. David Goggins, right? What Aubrey's talking about, it reminds me of what he was talking about at like uh, looking at the pearly gates seeing basically that list of all the stuff that I was supposed to be, I never yeah, was. That you could have done. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's why like, uh, Aubrey, you see, like every Saturday that you're out there, you see me fucking running by and like, it can be 20, yeah. well, not 20, it could be 45 degrees out and I'm still out there yeah. running with the shirt off. And it's just like, I don't want to fucking yeah. do that shit, but like, I just got to do the shit I got to do. Like it's run day. Yeah. So what do we do on run day? We run. And every day yeah. is art day, every day is business day, every day is putting in the work. And so ultimately, that is the real secret. If you want to make it, you have to be relentless, be willing to do mm -hmm. whatever it takes. You have to know your reason for doing things. And yeah. when things get hard, you have to keep going because most people will quit. And if you do not quit, you can make it. And so like when the economy got hit yeah. this year and I had to look at things and be like, well, I don't have any money coming in. Like, should I go get another job? And you and I talked about this. I said, Fuck it. No, I'm not going to start at the bottom of another company somewhere getting minimum wage, beginning at day one when I can work my ass off, flip a painting for 20 grand on any given day and make yeah. far more money than I ever would working for somebody else. So if I need to potentially die on my shield, I will die on my shield. But yeah. I feel like that's the reason I'm going to be OK is because I am willing to burn the bridges and never look back. But most people just aren't willing to put themselves in yeah. that position of being uncomfortable and a lot of people have which i mean that goes into what you were talking about before Vinny, where a lot of people have a kind of skewed idea of what success is anyway is that yeah. i like i work a ton of jobs um and a lot of people think to succeed as an artist you have to have just one job and you're good and you don't oh. have to you can succeed as someone who works at walmart and you do art on the side you can succeed as someone who does a few commissions and your like full-time job or you have a ton of part-time jobs like i do or you do what you do which is you just paint and you sell it and you have your podcast and everything else you could be someone who sells houses and then you go home and you write a poem or something so like having the dream job is not always going to be perfect. And you might actually be in a place where you're totally okay. And just because it's not like grand to you, it, you're fine. Like it's, it's okay. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for you. Exactly. And there is a version of you out there that's looking at who you are right now, hoping to be there. And I feel like that's going to be you for the whole rest of your life is that you're thinking, well, what if, what if, what if? So that's why it's like, try it. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, cool you just go on to the next thing it's really really scary and like what uh you were saying just now michael where it's like uh you have to work on it and you have to go for it and just do it sometimes you can work on it and do it and have some help so like i have a discord group where it's a ton of artists all different levels all different types some people do it as uh, a passion some people do it as a hobby some people do it every once in a while um 
And I have my group there that has monthly challenges. And if you feel like doing it, cool. If you don't feel like doing the monthly challenge, that's fine too. It's just optional. And it's there to kind of like help you out. And sometimes being in a group of other people who are struggling with like just finishing the work, it helps because you're all like dealing with that. So maybe finding a friend or having uh, some sort of schedule or a reminder on your phone to tell yourself like, okay, I have to do this thing. Having someone to just look at your work. It could be a family member and be like, hey, I, I want to have a drawing done next week. Can you make sure you check up on me next week type it's of thing? So it's, there's a ton of different ways. Like the, the way that you're thinking, if you think that's only one way to succeed or to do something, think of all the other ways. And yeah. even when I'm like teaching my students how to draw, I'm like, yeah, in your head, you might be thinking, here's how the picture is going to look. Draw the picture seven different ways now. And then you might come up with like the seventh one actually is your favorite way of drawing the thing. So it's fine. Like you don't have to worry. And I say that and you, we're all saying that even though like a part of us in the back of our head is like, but I worry. And it's like, that's fine. Like worrying is a part of it. And then you just, yeah, that's a normal part of it. It's I mean, normal. It's, it's totally fine. Like everybody's struggling. Even the people that you're like looking at and being like, wow, I wish I could be them. They're also struggling. They're also kind of not happy sometimes. It happens. It's fine. I think a, a huge thing uh, is just being happy. Just find what makes you happy. And don't find like, well, it'll make me happy because this other person wants me to do it. Like, you have to find what genuinely makes you happy. And that's going to be scary. In 2020 because that's when I started doing the caricatures and so a lot of people were laid off a lot of people were not working whatever and this guy came up to me and he was just talking to me and he said that he was working at a place for like 25 years or something and now that he doesn't have a job he's now like well maybe I may get back into painting so he was I guess like going on zoom different zooms on like how to be a businessman how to succeed he said a lot of them were like how to succeed and he said out of all the ones that he joined which I think were about like 12 um 11 of them how to succeed was make money have a wife have a house uh invest in something um put put something down for something like live in san diego like live in la live in new york like here's how to succeed here's how to make a business and a lot of them were like that and out of all of them one of them said success equals happiness and then he was like, true, because you could be living in your car. And if you're happy with living in your car, then it doesn't matter what other people say. You could be working at Walmart. And if you love your job at Walmart, because a lot of people say like Walmart or McDonald's is like the worst jobs. So it's like, if you're enjoying where you live and where you work, then you've succeeded. Then it doesn't matter. Like if you're having fun and you're happy, that's all that matters. If you are not having fun, but you think, well, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe it's time to not do that anymore. <laughs> like, maybe one day has happened a few days. So now it's time to go on to the next thing. And that's totally okay. Like, that is totally fine. And if, and if you're someone, because I was this person, if you're someone who's judging someone's life because it's not how you think they should be doing, stop it. <laughs> because you're not helping that person. Like, trust me, I know, because I've done that to people in the past and I feel really bad about it. So it's like, just let people be happy. Let them do what if, 
what let me let me what if if the okay. purse is living is a hoard living in their hoarder house and they're living in filth they're pooping in a bucket yeah you still be and they're happy about it it doesn't matter if they're happy if that's their idea of happiness then, i mean success however, for the individual however with that uh it is scientifically proven that anybody who is a hoarder and they're pooping in a bucket is not happy so i don't know i'm pretty happy right now yeah. no, no. <laughs> You're like I'm fine with this. This is this is good for me. I'm, well, I'm I mean, cool. I, no, I I, to, I agree with I totally agree with you're saying. And I mean, going off the topic, whatever. The it, it, what if someone doesn't know better, right? I mean, what if someone doesn't Ooh. know what is what is what is possible, right? I mean, and they yep. think this is their level of happiness because that's what they deserve, right? And yep. you're trying to show them there's more to it. There's there's other avenues. Yep. I mean. Well, that kind of goes to my journey too. It's like, you don't know what you know until you know it. And so yeah. for so long, I wanted to do art as a full-time thing, but I tried to do the balance. And I told myself when I have X dollars, I will go do that. And then mm -hmm. I moved further along in my career, so to speak, or in theory. Yeah. And yet 15 years later, I seem to be further away from my dream than ever before. And so at that point I had mm -hmm. to kind of just say, you know what? I'm fucking miserable. I'm at the point that I'm willing to give up on life. And so I said, you know what? If I'm at the point that I'm willing to give up on life and I have ultimately essentially failed, why not take a chance, just balls to the wall, go for everything that I want, step off the cliff, so to speak. Yep. And so I quit the job and I went all in. And although I had done the art in conjunction with the job for a long time and I had done pretty well, I found that when I quit the job and was able to give a little extra time like that, say I was giving 90% before, being able to finally give 100%, that extra 10%, a lot of times is the difference. So when it's like, yeah. a, this is your only route, this is your only choice, you can only move forward and you just have to figure out how to make it work, it kind of changes things. But I also have to go back to what Aubrey said of that some people would rather have a job and do this for fun and not feel the pressure. And that is okay. Some people yeah. would like to just do this for a hobby. Some people may never have been interested in art before, but maybe they were in the military and they have PTSD and they just finally pick up a brush and do a little painting and they find that it's very therapeutic and it helps with their healing journey. That's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. You have succeeded. Yep. So it, it's whatever you want to make of it, wherever you want to take it, there are different paths. And that's why you can't have a, this is the way to success. Because we all have different goals and yeah. all have different goals, there's going to be a different journey and a different trajectory to get there. And yep. the other thing is, is all these people talk about, well, here's the path to success. Well, I don't want to be like everybody else. And so if I don't want to be like everybody else, I'm going to have to deviate from it. But I do want to point out, we had a couple of questions or comments for Aubrey. So Ronnie has said, uh, talk about it, Aubrey, and uh, just mentioned they aren't happy. Uh, so uh, just commenting on some of the things we've been talking about. And then Alex. Oh, I didn't know there was a chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we have people engaging here. This is the most engagement we've had. So uh, people nice. are feeling the passion, the fire. And then Alex Acosta said, hi, Aubrey. I work weekends at the big kitchen on Grape Street. Judy, the beauty, has been kind enough to let me set up my drawing table with my own tip jar during the breaks. So congratulations, Alex. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like uh, the big kitchen. I went there for the first time. I think like two weeks ago or something. And I was like, okay, this is cool. It actually reminded me of the East coast. Um, Cause I feel like there was a few places like that over there. And I was like, interesting. It's very artistic. So what is it? I'm not familiar with it. So 
best way I can describe it is kind of like 70s hippie dad type of feel of a cafe. So you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you go there. And I think they're, they're like totally fine with it. There's like a lot of peace signs everywhere. They have like John Lennon on the walls. There's a bunch of paintings and everything all over the walls which is another thing that this change the subject real quick that's another thing so luckily i'm i'm seeing you guys right now and like Vinny, you have your nice pretty things on the wall and then like michael you have your artwork on the wall i have my stuff on the wall um not to judge but i'm gonna judge what is up with people who have nothing on their walls that's a huge thing that is a huge thing especially if you're a creative how could you have nothing on your walls how could you not have any inspiration so if you're if anybody is watching this, you have to have something. You have to have something on your walls to inspire you. If you were laying in bed and you were looking at the same thing before bed and there's nothing there, that's not going to help you. What are you talking about? If you... That will help you out so much. Um, if you're trying to come up with something and you're looking at stuff while you're walking around subconsciously, that's going to show up in your work, the stuff that you're looking at. So yes. please, please do it. Also, for people who are uh, like super depressed, they can't sleep, they're stressed when they sleep, whatever. Don't do work in your bed. Like don't do work in your bedroom. If you, It's hard to do that if you're like in a studio, especially here in the city. So it's like don't sit on your bed when you're doing work, when you're studying, when you're doing your taxes, when you're writing papers. Don't do any of that and move your bed every once in a while some sometimes you just shift it shift it this way so your head is somewhere different and that should help you sleep and that's a huge thing with artists is that they don't sleep and they don't go outside and you have to do those two things you have Wait, to shift your I, bed is that a real thing you just gotta move it you just gotta instead of like your head being like in this corner just like move it over now your head's in that corner is that is that a real thing or are you making this up i'm believing you hook line and sinker yeah. you're you're lying listen if i'm lying then i'm lying but like <laughs> I don't know. It could be true. I don't. I'm sure I heard that somewhere. But like, where you are sleeping, if yeah. you like have lived in the same spot your whole life, and you go to sleep sad in the same spot with your head looking in the same exact area, it's going to be tough for your brain to do anything else because sadness is such a huge emotion. So if you move your head over, it's obviously it's not going to like change everything you're not going to like fall asleep and then be like that was the best sleep ever it's just going to be like it's a change of scenery well you have i mean to move things around it could be a i mean i guess it could technically be a trigger right like have you heard yeah. of um michael we talked about it, dr joe distancia uh no? vaguely remember i'm still recovering from a tbi so brain oh yeah you're, you're fine but his whole idea is that basically we're kind of like a uh, computer program and like when we do something, this basis makes us do this thing and that thing. So yeah. maybe I guess if you had your bed move somewhere else, you would kind of almost like kind of rework that program, I guess. No, I think that there's yeah. absolute truth to that. And I think that you hit on a few things there, Aubrey. I, okay, so God's honest truth. The reason I have art all over my walls is functionality. Uh, I need yeah. a place to store my shit. But yeah. if I did not need to... <laughs> I have to say that I might like a little less on the walls, a little more minimalistic because sometimes my brain just needs to stop and rest because one of the things that I deal with is that I used to have a studio that was separate from my bedroom, but cost of living in San Diego, nobody can afford to live here because it's $2,500 for a motherfucking studio. Yeah. And you have to have five roommates and six jobs and, uh, you know, four OnlyFans pages. Um, yeah, I now have four OnlyFans pages. What would you do with the different ones? Is it like everybody part? You got the everybody part. Toes. 
If yeah. you want the hardcore stuff, you're paying the premium prices. Oh, so it works down. So soft to hard. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. All right, good. We have the G, yeah, yeah. We have the G-rated version, and then we move all the way up into the uh, the stuff on the hub. But um, yeah. <laughs> before I forget, we're, we've, we we glazed over some one of the most important things. You have a comic book coming out, so can we talk about that before this podcast ends? I'm really curious about the comic book. Sorry. Okay, so uh, when so the comic that I'm making right now is uh, about the park. So how to do it, which when I succeed, I will officially say how I did it because right now I'm just like watching YouTubers and like talking to people that I know um, and how they did it to try to help me out. So the comic that I'm making right now is going to be about a compilation of all the things and all the people that I've met at the park at Balboa Park because there is a lot. But there's also a B plot happening behind it because when I started, I don't know how old I was, it was 2020. Um, so it wasn't that long ago. Early 20s. So being, I, I would say, unfortunately, being a woman working by, my, by myself as an artist at the park, there's a lot that I'm sure other people probably have not dealt with before. And one of them is being like sort of talked down to, taken advantage of, people looking at you uh, kind of like, like you're little. And I mean, like based on how I wear some stuff too, some people might think of me differently. A lot of people think I'm still in high school because of how I look and whatever. So all of that tied uh, is this B plot, which is how I grew as a person. So, or like as a woman um, and how I stood up for myself. My, my resolution for um, 2023 was to learn boundaries and to stick up for myself. Cause you get a lot of people, the title of the comic is as of right now, because it might change uh, depending on like the agent or what they say. Uh, it is, will you marry my son? Because someone asked me if I could marry their son uh, my first year of working there. And of course, at first, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, unfortunately, is at first, I was, oh. like I never said no. It was always like, well, I, I have a boyfriend already, or eh, I'm already looking over here, or, well, that's okay. Like, it was never just like, no, why would I want to do that? Why would I do that? Like, I'll turn around and be like, this guy just wants me to date his son. Like, but why couldn't I just say it to their face? I don't understand. So it was a month, a few months long of this guy being like, okay, I found a place. Um, uh, I'm going to work, we're going to move there with my family and you're going to marry my son. And then you're going to live there and we're going to have dinner and we're going to, and I was just, this whole plan was being made and I didn't want to do it. Finally, one day I just eventually was like, ah, uh, I'm saying no. And then he was like, oh, and then he left me alone. But apparently I'm not the only one because there was a lot of people that I were, uh, that like a lot of my customers, a lot of women that said he also asked them if he can marry their son. Uh, what a crazy story. He's married now. So he found someone <laughs> as crazy as that is. Uh, so that's the title of it. And okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. How, yeah. how often was he talking to you about basically marrying his son? Uh, he was an, he was another vendor there. So I saw him every weekend and then it was just like every day there's just like another, a new thing that came up on top of it. And was instead he... of me just saying no from the beginning, I was like, Oh, that's okay. Was oh, it like, it wasn't like a joke. It was like, there was a tone of, or at least an underlying serious tone to it. It was very serious, especially <laughs> from other women saying like, yeah, they asked him too. And then now I see, and he has a wife now. So I'm like, 
is it is is he uh indian or asian descent like arranged marriage kind of thing because i actually have I a client that had an arranged marriage so. yeah huh? i'm gonna guess so okay so okay that's a that's, why it's like, that's a good example of why i was like okay i need to learn boundaries i need to like not do this i've had guys sit down i had like this one guy he sat down when i first started and he just later was like you know this job is beneath you you should work for me and like just talking and the stupid me was like haha lol i'm just gonna pretend and i didn't hear that i'm just gonna keep talking I mean, and nowadays, <laughs> it happens all the time like i said in earlier of this conversation is that uh, another caricature artist came up and he was like upset that i was another caricature artist who was a woman and he came over and listen my stuff is regular printer paper and sharpie i don't have any of that fancy stuff because it's pay what you want i do it in two minutes it's super easy i just like to have fun with it there are professional caricature guys that will do the whole thing and they'll paint it and they'll color it and they'll make it a nice paper and they'll fold it up for you whatever i don't do that it's just nice and easy i get a lot of kids and dogs and babies they, they can't stay and then also the fun part is like because it's black and white they can color it so whatever so this guy comes up another caricature guy he came up and he said what kind of paper is that said it's just regular printer paper he said what kind of markers is that i said just regular sharpies and he goes no come over come over to me come see what i'm doing and i'm like okay so i walk over and he's like sit down use my tools use my paper and i was just like i i've used a pastel piece of chalk before like i i know what this is he's like go ahead go ahead so i was like I drew a line and he's like, I'm just trying to help you. You know, when I was starting out, people didn't help me. And, you know, I know what it, how it is when you're first starting out. You don't like, I'm just trying to help you. You're going to like your customers. The customers are going to be happy with you if you know what you're doing, because it shows that you don't know what you're doing and like all this stuff. And for some reason, stupid me was like, well, that's okay. I know what I'm doing. It's okay. And that's why this year I was like, no, none of that. No more not doing that ever again. And that's happened beginning of this year another vendor who's still there came up and told me how i should be working which is crazy because he was a painter he he doesn't do care he was just selling his painting and he came up and was like you know i see you and you, you don't talk to people you don't really you're not like really engaging and what i do when i show up is i go around and i say hi to everyone and then i sit down and i have my business and uh you should you'll fucking do that <laughs> and after he was done everything i was like i am not you I will not live like you. I have my way of doing it and you have your way of doing it. And he was like, yeah, but I don't get it. I don't like how you're doing it. And I said, okay. And I just to. stared at him. And then he was like, well, I'm just trying to help you. And I said, I don't need help. And then he was just like, well, I'm just trying to help you. And it was just, it felt great. First of all, it felt great for me to finally just like straight face eyes and be like, leave me alone. But do you, uh, do you think do you think there's a something they could have said it differently to change how you perceive it? Because like I always have this idea, right? That basically the difference between basically a creeper and basically yeah. a romantic gesture is how attractive you think the person is, right? So is there is there like a way that the person could have done something or that would have been like, okay, that was a nice gesture on their part. It wasn't really the creeper kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Uh if a person is not asking for help. Why are you going and helping them, first of all? And then, yeah, second know. of all, like I said, I've I've been doing it for a while, so you can tell sometimes. And if he's just genuinely going up and being like, hey, I don't like this, whatever. First of all, no, because it, it's like, I, I, well, I'm doing my own thing. If hmm. There have been times where people will be like, 
oh, you should have this, and that might help you out. And I'd be like, that's a cool idea. Cool. Uh, and then there was, like, that guy who came up and was like, you're here with your pretty outfits and your cute face, and you think that you can just get everything because of that, but I'm just telling your business tactic is wrong. And I'm like, okay, so you're just projecting how you are feeling about how I'm working. Okay, fine, great. You go over there and do your thing. And it, it really bothered me that the next day when I saw him, I went up to him, which I never do because confrontation was so tough. Even now, sometimes it is. Uh, and I went up to him and I was like, I don't like what you said. And I don't think what you did was right. I, I'm not going to take your advice. And it was really scary. But then afterwards, I was like, okay, that's really cool. And then from there, I'm able to like, now use it when I need it and not use it when I don't need it. And someone's actually being genuine. So that's why it's like the comic is not only like growing and having to set those boundaries, especially as a woman, unfortunately, but also just the crazy weirdos, the cool guys and all the events and stuff that happen at the park. Like it, it is just, it's, it, there's a lot. So I think, uh, um, I think that's a really good start. Cause I, I do have other comics where, um, like I think someone in the chat mentioned it. I have a web comic that's called Tig Bitty Girlfriend. It's just a silly thing. That's my, like, I'm not doing this for other people. It's just for fun. Uh, and it, it's just for fun. So it's like, if people like it, cool. If they don't, and that's cool too. Like, it's just for me so that I can let myself know if I'm able to, uh, make a webcomic with a schedule because the scheduling part as an artist is really difficult. So it's like, that's just for me. But a lot of people like it. Um, and I've made other comics, especially in uh, college, where it's like my own characters that I've made up. But because I don't know how to publish yet, and I don't know the process yet, I'm going to start with this comic, which I think would be more entertaining, if anything. Because when I tell people these stories, like they're always, even my students, all ages, they're like, wait, what? He asked you to marry his son? Like, what? What did you do? So that's why I'm like, okay, I think this is a, a good comic to start because it's entertaining. A lot of people like it. Uh, and it's about my life. So it's not something I'm making up because sometimes writing is really difficult because it's something that you're making up and people think that they can change it and give you advice. Uh, but when it's just something that happened to me, it's kind of like, oh, this is factual. Yeah. Will the original creepy Michael be in it when he runs up to you sweaty with his shirt off and yes. asks you to basically draw? Is he going to be in it? Yes. I'm definitely going to put Michael in it because he was one of the, not weirdos, but he was one of the friends, if you will, uh, that I met there. Where it's like, that's part of the, wow, I set up here and I was able to meet this other artist who wants to do things for other artists and help other artists. And then I got onto his podcast and we talked about stuff like that's cool. Well, what, what was the transition though? I mean, like, I mean, cause like, cause, cause let's look at it like from like the outside looking in, right? Okay. And I'm, I know I'm picking on you, Michael, but <laughs> so a guy runs up to you, right? With a shirt okay. off. Right. And he's like, Hey, draw my, I want you to draw my logo. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, Oh, I'm an artist too. I can show you some things. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then when did the transition of this guy's a damn creeper, I don't think we hit the transition yet. I, I think she still thinks that sometimes when I run. No, 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 no. So uh, it, was, it wasn't like all at once. So I okay. saw him, he came up and he, and like I, like I said, when he first came up, he like, I backed up. I was like, okay, guy in a no shirt coming up and like saying hi or whatever. So I'm, you have to be a little bit careful. I'm like, I will be civil with you. I'm not going to immediately be like, wow, hi. I'm just like, like I was. Uh, where I, how I used to be. So when he came up and he was like, oh, this is so cool. I think he asked me like, uh, just like, oh, how do you set up here? What are you doing? And like, how much is it? Okay, that's kind of cool. And I was like, it's just normal questions that people would ask. 
And then he said, well, I, I'm an artist too. So it's like, yes, I've gotten that before. Well, people yeah. would be like, I no. also have a business and I want you to do the artwork and I want you to blah, blah. And I think we would work really well together. I have no money, but it would be great if you, and it's like, so that's what I'm like, I'm already expecting that. And that's the thing is like, that comes with experience and that's the tough part especially yeah. if you're someone just starting out, you don't know if something is safe or not but, w until you've had that experience. So with him, when he was like, oh, I'm an artist too and whatever, at first I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. And then uh, he showed me his Instagram and he's like, here's what I do and whatever. And I was like, okay. And then at f when he left, it was like quick. He said everything and he left. And then I looked at his Instagram and then I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like this guy actually does art. And the thing that I, I saw about it was the passion that was behind it. And that was what got me to be like, okay, that's cool. Because there are people who like, there's a lot of amateur artists that they come up and they say hi and whatever. That's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it. Nothing wrong um, with it. Yeah. And I'll see their artwork and I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, great. You have a thing. Um, and then there's people who have a passion for it. So that's why when I saw Michael's stuff, I was like, oh, this guy's posting all the time. He like, I don't know everything about you i don't know your backstory or everything but it's like i can tell that you have a passion and you're going for it even if you are at like the end of your string even if you are at the edge of the cliff like you're, you still have a passion for it so i was like that is inspirational to me so that's cool and then he came back another time and said oh i'm thinking of doing a podcast would you do the logo and i said no and he said well i really like your stuff so you should and i said mm. and then he was like well i said I'll just do a sketch and you can see if you like it. And he was like, okay. And then I did the sketch and he liked it. So I was like, okay. So, and then that's where it went. And then now I just know Michael as Michael and I know Vinny as Vinny. So it's like- Well, I just trusted you. So, I mean, you could have drawn a pile of dicks and I would have been like, okay, well, that's the logo. But it's all, okay. As someone commented here, everything, art is subjective, right? So it could have been a pile of dicks and that's how she saw it. And that's yep. why she drew that. So I have to back up a little bit because bear in mind, when I do barrel through Balboa Park and the museum, so the thing is, is I always go up and I touch the wall there. So I'm always amped up and I'm always cracked out with my pre-workout. So I'm sure that it, on the, from the flip side, yeah. it probably is interesting when I come barreling down through Balboa Park. But I am very self-conscious. I have my issues with body dysmorphia. So yeah. I very much pay attention when you drew me. I'm like... Well, how do my arms look? Do I, do I need to put on some weight? Do I need to bulk? Yeah. Do I need to... <laughs> yeah. And that's just how that goes into the confidence thing of just like how you see you. And because of that, that's why I do the cartoon yourself stuff at the park. Because I was, when I was in college, that's when I started doing like caricatures and they were just like caricatures, like real looking people. Uh, but I got a lot of that. I, and not a lot of people like how they look. So I would draw someone and they would be like, can you not? like make me fat or can you not like draw my wrinkles or can you not and i'm like then who am i drawing so then that's why i was like all right cartoon <laughs> yourself i will make you look cute like i can i'll just make your eyes big and then maybe that's just my art style like it's just easier for me easier for you people always like it i i don't think i've had one person say that they didn't like it uh since i've started the cartoon yourself stuff so i'm like cool at least not to my face so <laughs> we will see well, and but, one, one of the things that I really like about you is that you do your work. Like you have your setup, you go do your park thing. You're like, okay, I'm going to make yeah. some money this way. But you kind of balance it out by making sure, and this is very important for artists, yeah. that you do the things that you want to do. Because it's one thing, if, if you're okay with doing the commercial side and, and doing something that is prescribed to you, like a formula, I have to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're okay with that, 
then that's fine. But a lot of us, we have other things we want to do. And so you found a way to do the things you want to do, but to supplement and make the life possible by balancing it with this other thing too. And I think that that is one thing that is very important for artists and something to point out is that you can find ways to make the work you want to do while finding parallel ways to grow your skills and to push yourself further. Yeah. That's why I'm like, if it doesn't work doing this, then just try the next thing. That's like the coolest thing about art is that it's not just one thing. It's like, there's so many different things that you can do with it. So try each and every single one of them. Even if it means like dropping the dream thing that you want, you might end up actually finding the dream thing that you want. So um, just be happy, do what you want. And one thing I want to touch upon before we do take off is uh, I want to touch upon when I first got out of college, I actually thought about going into kind of the industry that you're in because I was looking for jobs and I couldn't find anything in an arts field, but I really wanted to do something arts related. So I looked into the group that does the caricatures at like SeaWorld in the zoo. I used to think that it was like independent contractors, but it's not. It was like, uh, I think it's, is it called Cayman or or Common or I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's like this uh, company that you essentially work under. And so you go through their training process, but like you go there and you make minimum wage, essentially, you're not even a zoo employee. You're not a SeaWorld employee. And so I just Mm -hmm. had to say like, okay, this doesn't work for me. And that kind of goes back to, you mentioned somebody that's very successful working for Disney. Now, when I was a kid, I used to love Bill Pete, looked at all of his books. I was like, I want to be an illustrator for Disney. But then as I got older, I heard the fucking horror stories of working for Disney of, the long hours, the low pay. You you can create yep. these characters that are like these mega characters that are beloved by millions and millions of people. And you don't get a lick of fucking credit for the work that you do. Yep. So that's why it's like that goes back to full circle uh, where people are like looking at things so highly, like with like God in their eyes of like oh, everyone who works here, everyone on YouTube, everyone who succeeds, everyone who sells a house, everyone who they're all perfect and they need to be that. And it's like, even the people who are in the industry doing that, even they're like, what am I doing? Like, uh, this is this is not what I want. I heard, um, I think I heard a podcast for Alex Hirsch, I think. He's the guy, he's a creative Gravity Falls. And he said that when he was going through, and like, I think it was Disney, actually. And a and guy that he went to school with, who was like an amazing artist, was all he was doing was like erasing messed up lines on the animation. Like, he wasn't drawing it. He wasn't making his own stuff. Like, he was just erasing lines working at Disney. So it's, it's, that's why it's like, you could be getting what you want. That's why they say, be careful what you wish for. Cause it's like, you yeah. could get what you want, but then you're like, well, now I'm only doing this, but I'm here. This is what I wanted. So I guess this is what I should take. And it's like, it's fine. Fine if it doesn't work out. So that would suck being a line eraser for Disney. Some people like it. If you're happy with it, cool. Yeah. But, if you're like, but, but I mean, I think we do have these ideas of what a dream actually is. And then, like you said, we get into that space and we realize, oh, it's not quite what I thought. It's not all the glamour and the glitz. There's another side to it. But it's also the reality of success. Like for any success that I have, there is a tremendous amount of hustle and struggle and sacrifice. Like I don't do relationships. I don't really do family. I don't do friends. I don't go out to bars. I don't do anything like that. I don't spend money Mm -hmm. on anything. All my money and all my time and energy goes into this dream because yep. this dream is my purpose. This is what I was put here to do. Yep. But I give it everything. But that's also why when it feels like it's falling shorter, when it's 
difficult, mm -hmm. it hurts because like you, you give it everything. You, I, I do think, I mean, this might just be a personal thing, but I do think every good thing needs some sort of sacrifice. Yes. So if to be happy, it means like getting rid of that job or, um, you know, maybe having a near death experience. Like my boyfriend had one of those. And because of that's who he is now. Um, maybe it means not talking to someone anymore. Maybe it means like, like quitting that job or maybe it means, so it's, I, I do think everything needs some sort of sacrifice in order for you to really see something. There was an artist that came to my, uh, art school and I forget her name and I've been thinking about it the whole time, but she stopped paying bills until her water was shut off and her electricity was shut off so that she can live in that. Like, I have no excuse now. I have to do my art. And then she was just making it work while doing her art and now she's an absolutely successful like uh like fine artist uh because she took that sacrifice of like i'm just gonna get rid of everything i uh got rid of social media so i mean like obviously i'm still on it but like i don't have it on my uh devices anymore so if i want to go on facebook i have to use my computer for that kind of stuff to get me not distracted so that i can uh work on my stuff and then post on a schedule type of thing so i i do think everything needs some sort of sacrifice and Every artist, I would say, has two of three things. Some of them very rarely have all three. And they are these, th these three things. The talent. Are you... Pride what they're asking for. Uh, the personality. Are you fun to work with? Are you a good person to work with? And lastly, the deadlines. Can you get things done on time? Everyone has two of those three things. I'm terrible at deadlines. So that's my thing. Um, but sometimes it'll fluctuate. There are times where I'm like, I'm not a good artist for that job, but I can do the other two things type of thing. So it's, if you are an artist starting out, think about which one of those you are and try to work on that and try to make your stuff, uh, correlate with that type of thing. So yeah, that's what I learned. We're close to the end of the time. Aubrey, can you tell everyone where to and it seems from the comments here, we got, got a web comment, you got a new comment, yeah. you got to basically people can see in person. Try not to be stocky if you do uh, go in person, but all the places they can find you. Ooh. So, like I said before, uh, my name is Aubrianna Robinson, and then nickname Aubrey. So then my uh, my username is Aubrey in blob form, which is blobbery. If you just type that, in, if you type in my name, Aubrianna Robinson, if you type in Blobbery in Google, I should I should be the only one that comes up as an artist, like artist Ariana Robinson under those that name and that username. So you can find everything. I have a link tree. It's even in the bio of my Instagram. Uh, it's arianarobinson.com. That's where everything is. So it's like you can find me everywhere. And I'm going to actually use everywhere the best that I can. So I'm starting like streaming and i'm starting uh youtube animations which is what i was just working on before coming on here uh because i want to try it just to see if i can do it and then if it works cool and if it doesn't cool so, so that's what I'm, I'm actually curious for me so is your youtube blobbery i think it is yeah i think if you type in blobbery it should be that i don't know youtube like when i click on my person that like it gave me a username that's like blobbery 6475 or something like that uh so you should just i should just be there like it should be that Okay, I'll try to make sure that I update the description to tag you, but I definitely want to yeah. get you on one of my Instagram Q&A feeds because you've been so much fun yeah, here. So you and I will talk about that. We'll find a way to make that work, but we will definitely have you back because you're great. 
And mm -hmm. I feel like you and I can find ways to help each other and to help other artists. So yeah. you yeah. and I will be talking, um, preferably when I have a little less pre-workout on me and perhaps I'm a little more clothed. Uh, but yes, I think that there's a lot that we can do. And I think that you've been fantastic. And I, I appreciate you doing the logo. I feel like it is a great representation of the show. And nice. I love it. And I think that that's just a reminder because I feel this way all the time too. Sometimes I'll finish a piece and I'll be like, oh, you know, I, I this is okay, but like, I don't really, yeah. But somebody yeah. else may just love it. And I love yeah. it. So thank you for the podcast logo. And thank you to our sponsors, Edelman Fine Art and Canvi. Canvi is my favorite staging app. So if you're an artist that does fine art, you want to stage your art, show what it looks like in different environments, try Canvi at canvi.com backslash Karini. So you can try Canvi Pro for 30 days, absolutely free. I love it. I don't endorse things that I don't like. I use it on the regular. It's how I promote my art. So check it out. Nice. Thank you guys for listening. Please, please subscribe. Uh, we usually release this on Monday. The live feed is usually on Thursday. I know if you're watching us live right now, it's Friday, it's Friday, but usually it's Thursday. So things do change, but most of the time, live on Thursday and the audio the podcast goes out on Monday. So please subscribe, please share, and uh, go to Belboa Park. Go get a painting from Aubrey. Or not. Or not. But if you do go... Give her more than what twenty bucks, thirty bucks. How much Aubrey are you shooting for? Whatever. Fifty, hundred. <laughs> Somebody drop a hundred, and while you're at it, drop a hundred. If you see me running shirtless, I'll let you put it in the shorts. Oh, oh gosh. My gosh. All right, Listen, guys. On that note, Thanks for listening to the Art for Everyone podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to connect with your hosts, check them out on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.